This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife, the sports gambling podcast that waited months and months for this moment, and it's finally here, something the entire nation has been begging for. Yes, Mac football is back. Kent State football on a Wednesday, so fucking blessed. Uh, We're feeling particularly grateful to the Midwest this evening for no particular reason, and I'm sure Rain Man feels the same way. He is... uh, 15 and 12 on the year and 4 and 3 what we call our uh, big rubber. Raymond, why do you call it the big rubber? Well, as you just mentioned, had a 3 and 1 week last week, but the rubbers did fall to 4 and 3. So we got to get it right. We got to get it tight. Keep it safe. And we got to hold the door. Hodor, Hodor, Hodor. Just like we need in Nevada. Hold the door. Make rubbers safe again. Lock of the week, Rain Money, baby. But please, please hold the door, Nevada. And Washington. That's a tease. I. <laughs> I appreciate you making the uh, timely reference to the election with the extremely timely reference to season seven of Game of Thrones. Only Rain uh, Man can bring up such a timely reference at a time like this. Yeah, you, you see, your brain synapses shoot in all these different directions that may no fucking sense, but sometimes they shoot out winners. Uh, what do you have as your big rubber? Uh, as I just said, Washington plus one and a half at Cal. And the reason why is yeah, because I, it's I hate 2020. It. We're starting afresh. Wow. Hopefully, let's with a new uh, on, on and the other football. Uh, Capper, 17-11 on the year. Is that a call? Uh, five and two on the big rubber. Uh, you're back above 60 on the season. Where are you belong, and where I know you plan on staying, and where are you going for your big rubber? This this one, uh, let, uh, we're gonna talk about it. Well, we turned over the calendar. Um, We're into November. It's getting a little chillier. Starting to feel some winter around the country. Brocktober is officially over. The Bears of Baylor will keep this one within two touchdowns this weekend. I like that. How how many of them are active COVID cases right now? (laughs) It doesn't matter. You just play the game within the lines. Play the game within the lines. Listen, man, this is the real coach JB here. Man, I hear you've been hanging out with the wrong fucking crowd like a slapdick you are, man. Everybody thought you were fucking smart and all that shit because you watch CNN and MSNBC and fucking Fox News and all that. Sounds like you're a fucking dreamer. You're getting dumber. Get your fucking ass figured out. Go watch the real show. Watch. We will bang your bookies, wife. Step your game up. Stop being a slapdick. Make today a great day. This is Bang Your Bookie's Wife. You can find us on Instagram at BYBW Podcast. We got a lot of memes these days uh, on, on the old Instagram. We got some memes. Uh, we're on a Flick Chat app. Uh, you can download it, search Bang Your Bookie's Wife, all lowercase. You'll find us on there talking about the games. Uh, yeah, we're all we're on the we're on the internet. And also, uh, you're listening here. Give us a rating and review. Uh, if you, if you're like, if you're thinking about it, just, uh, you should just do it unless it's not five stars, in which case don't give us a review. Uh, five only. As, as we've clarified. Yeah. Only five. Otherwise just get the fuck out. Uh, Rain Man Capper, anything in the news? Oh yeah. Uh, Capper had an idea for, uh, for a segment. What's the, what, what's your segment? Um, so basically, obviously, as you all know, we're embroiled in the middle of a presidential race. You may have seen. We are. It, you may have heard Democracy a few is on the ballot. That doesn't um, sound like college football. 
<laughs> it's fun. Um, you stay up way too late, not learning much of anything. You wake up way too early, trying to catch up on things you missed overnight. You didn't really miss anything, but you're still just catching up all the time. And one of the things we saw this morning was that um, Vice President Joe Bri- Biden found 200,000 votes in Michigan. He just They just appeared out of nowhere. What? And so I was thinking, what are some things that we find do we just find out of nowhere in college football yeah Uh, i think that would be a fun thing to discuss i suppose uh i suppose i'll start and uh for me it's the fight the pac-12 we just sort of found the pac-12 i'll be honest uh i i was just sort of living my last week i was just like wow what a full slate we have so many games and then it's like oh wow i just found this extra power five conference and full disclosure i was completely at peace without the pac-12 existing didn't need uh, them, but i forgot about them back. and uh, i forgot about honestly my life wasn't much better without them but it for sure wasn't worse and this isn't just me talking the past two pac-12 championship games the average attendance was thirty-five thousand fans and thirty-eight thousand fans which is bad for modern day covid sec numbers uh and this is an aside thank fucking god trump won't be in office to give Clay Travis the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Just knock on all the wood. Knock on uh, all, all I, the I think I think uh, the Pac-12 should take a gap year and, and maybe take up bread making or just smoke more pot in general, which sounds so much better than football. Um, but as it is the Pac-12, we sort of have stumbled across them this week, uh, and it's a, it's a fine. I'll say missed um, kicks. I, I've got a – You can pull a missed oh, kick anywhere in college. Mine. It's amazing. You're sitting there watching college football, and wow, boom, you found a, a missed extra Ooh. point. Oh, Whoa. you need a 27-yard field goal to, to, to tie the game? Nope, sorry, missed. <laughs> out of nowhere. It's amazing. Yep, you find those. Just they the just pop up. Out of the air. Um, mine, mine only occurs in January, but it's um, you're watching the most pivotal games in the college football season, the semifinals, and boom, out of nowhere, you find an Ohio State or a Notre Dame loss. <laughs> <laughs> they're just there they're just there you don't expect it they just pop up well I, I well thank you for coming up for this very loose premise for a conversation <laughs> cap we really appreciate that uh yeah it was uh speaking of loose premises uh we are back with uh celebrity cameos we haven't had one in a minute uh we we wanted one last week but it didn't quite come through uh but this capper was on the cameo trail uh, it was your responsibility. Cap, are you ready to introduce uh, this week's Celebrity Cam? Full disclosure, in case you haven't heard before. So one since the pod started, one of our consistent things we will do is we will go on Cameo and get random celebrities to give us college football picks, which uh, range all over the place in terms of informed uh, how much how drunk they are and whether or not they know what football is. Uh, Cap, who is our Celebrity Cameo? Well, before I introduce it, I want to apologize to the listeners because last week I had a Cameo lined up. Um, for the pivotal um, top 25 game, Coastal Carolina, I actually sought out an alum of Coastal Carolina, NASCAR stock driver Brandon Brown. Didn't respond. <laughs> the so he's Brandon officially, Brown? He is officially First on my shit list. First non-friend of the And pod. I will never request him for a cameo again. How dare you? I might. I might request How him again. dare you? Don't do it, Joe. Request. So this week I went to a real legend because Brandon Brown's a fraud, okay? We went back into the vaults 
Everyone knows this guy, but they haven't thought about it in a long time. Best cameo. It's American Idol legend William Hung. Whoa! Ooh, what? what a treat! Oh man, that's William Hung, all right. Hello, Joe and Raymond. This is William Hung from American <laughs> Idol. Who will win the huge Clemson versus Notre Dame football game this weekend? Is the backup quarterback good enough to lead the Tigers to victory? My favorite American Idol judge is Simon Cow. Oh, yes, shock. he's very mean and brutally honest, but I wouldn't be where I am today without him. So here is a special song for you. She bangs, she bangs, oh baby, when she moves, she oh, no. moves. I go crazy cause she loves like it flow, but she stay like it be. Oh, no. Every girl in history. Oh, he Thank you for being big fans. He does this every cameo video. He um, wouldn't be where he is today in his car if it wasn't for Simon Cowell. So, obviously that was electric. Um, he <laughs> just read. He just read the questions that I asked him. So oh, that was a very. Um, did he you? didn't give us a winner. He's. Um, <laughs> did you? I don't know that he knows what football is. Did you request? Did you request the song, or did he just do that? No, that's his thing. He just yeah. That's his thing. He I said we were big bad. fans. Mm. I did ask who his favorite American Idol judge was. I mean, that was a gimme. That's a layup. I was. I. I thought maybe Randy. Maybe Randy. Yeah. It could have uh, Paula. Stop it. <laughs> I'm a Paula fan. I don't myself. think anyone's well, ever answered was, Paula. Well, <laughs> I gotta say, to uh, unlike most of our King of the Hill picks, at least William Hung didn't give us a loser with that so i'll give him that uh but we'll touch on that later in the show for now we're gonna get to the real shit we're getting to the picks that make us some money this is the weekly i don't know this is very confusing to me i hope i picked the right one winners 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 i feel 10 feet tall right now strong as an ox all right this is the weekly these are the picks that matter the picks that count the picks that make you money uh and and for the week i think we're just gonna get right into it this week because i am really curious to hear uh why capper is is backing a baylor football team that looks really on the ropes right now they're getting plus 14 you like this is your this is your big rubber this week well i heard it was a bang bus that's the only reason i'm really thinking about it we can we stop talking about bang buses? No, that's that's only UNC. Oh my bad. That's why my rubber record isn't quite reflective actually, because we were celebrating a little bit early on that bus. That makes sense. Um, I okay, so Baylor hasn't played super well under new head coach Dave Aranda. They have yeah, played no teams shit. close though. They're one in three overall. They have not lost a game by and more to, than. To quote you, plenty of times, Capper. If my aunt had not, she'd be my uncle. They have not lost a game by more than two scores. You've got an Iowa State team on the other side that the only team they've beaten by more than two scores is Kansas. So throw that one out. That doesn't matter at all. Um, these two teams are actually very evenly matched or evenly ranked in FEI this year. Um, Iowa State holds about a three-spot lead on Baylor. Um, and obviously where Iowa State's outperformed Baylor is on the offensive side of the ball. And I think you can attribute that mostly to Brees Hall. Um, but I still I still really like Charlie Brewer. Um, he has proven himself more than capable of carrying an offense uh, at the collegiate level. He's yeah. struggling a little bit this year, but I think this is a good opportunity for him to get back on track, um, get a win, not a win, but like keep a game close that, you know, they're probably not really 
playing for much this season, but they're playing for the moral victories, you know, building something under Coach Aranda. Um, I think he can stretch the field enough, put points on the board, and keep this game close. I And I still, as good as Brock Purdy is, he still struggles. He's still shown a lot of inconsistency, and they've put a lot on the back of Brees Hall. And teams know that coming in. Teams haven't been able to stop him, but teams know that coming in. So if you can shut down the running game, put the game in Brock Purdy's hands or throws, he's not going to be able to blow this team out. They're they're just a good yeah they're just they're just uh, they're going to be a well coached team they're going to come in they're going to do enough well on offense to keep this game within two scores I think it's pretty simple I, I, I think it's simple for what you said earlier in the in the preview here is if you look at Iowa State in September they were one and one with a loss to the University of Louisiana raging Cajuns and uh, then October they looked pretty good but what's the date of the game Cap it's it's November seventh. Uh, All I needed to know. Yeah, it's I like late. the pick. It's, it's no late. longer October. Um, it's um, it's no no Brewer. No no no. Oh, that's terrible. No no, we're not gonna no, do that. We'll work on it. we'll work on that. We'll workshop stop, that. Not even, stop, stop, not stop. even close to it. Thing. <laughs> uh, not gonna happen. Rain man, Rain man, <laughs> save us, save us with a big rubber pick that might be a winner. It's uh, oh Washington man, I am plus so one point five. At Cal, yeah. uh, I, I'm curious to hear your take on this because I, I have some I have some thoughts on it too. Oh, one, I am just so excited to take some stabs on the pack this week because like we're turning the corner this year and we're turning the corner with the pack. And the reason why we're taking Washington plus one and a half and Cal, Cal opened as a three point five point favorite and is public, and now it's uh, their 1.5-point favorite. And the reason why is because this line makes absolutely no sense. The metrics love Washington, and they don't really like Cal that much. FEI has Washington at 13 currently, even though they haven't played a game. Cal at 55. S&P likes Washington a lot more, and there's no real reason to think that Washington shouldn't be a 6.5-point favorite in this game. Uh, I think the reason why you've seen it's Cal, and you're going to hear this last name a lot in this preview, is uh, the quarterback Garbers for Cal played pretty well. He was efficient, but the offense itself for Cal was not able to put up points last year. They had a good defense, but they only scored above 30 twice last year, and Washington's got a pretty good defense as well, and the anointed one, Jimmy Lake, is about to take over this program and show why he's the anointed one, and you better believe the consistency in that program. He's got that running to a T, and they've been practicing with closed practices this offseason and I like that a lot because no one really knows what to expect from their quarterback though even though they have announced it they'll be starting Kevin Thompson because he's a bit of a dual threat and and fun fact uh, the fourth string quarterback from Washington is Garbers' little brother so he's going to be able to beat up on bigger Garbers all game talking shit I love it Washington money line you don't even need the point and a half it's staggering how little I care about that storyline, Ray, man. Incredible find oh, by you. You're going to hear it so much when you turn on the TV for Paction After Dark or Pac-12 After Dark Saturday night at 10.30 Eastern. You're going to hear Garbers like 50 times a minute because it's so fun to say. Say it with me, Garbers. Just Garbers. I will Garber say, so Garbers. It's, Cal- it's, a little concer- it's a little concerning we haven't seen a Pac-12 football team play in 11 months. UW is – is, is, Because it's already course- bad. UW has been very good in, in the pack recently, but recently against Cal, they've struggled. Cal's won the past two and three of the past five. Uh, so you have sure, to – is, is that something size. that's of a little bit of concern? No. 
No, no, that's, no. Kelvin, um, Kelvin, fine. Uh, but there's no reason not to trust the numbers. And I think that that sort of metric of Cal has Washington's number, it's not like a rivalry game or anything. That's just small sample size noise. I would just ignore it. Especially yeah. when you have well, head think, coaching position with Jimmy Lake coming in. I think we saw it last year. The Washington football team took a step backwards when they were projected to do pretty well in the Pac-12 very well, the quarterback did. I mean, the coach um, Peterson did kind of quit on the midseason. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't you have? <laughs> yeah, but I, that, there's I, probably something behind the scenes going on. We're not aware. Speak of. it. <laughs> well, the one thing I so what I love about Jimmy Lake, or when I think of Jimmy Lake, I think of these quotes that he gave after. Uh, so Jimmy Lake before uh, the SEC was frauding out uh, Mike Leach. Jimmy Lake w- was regularly embarrassing. Uh, Washington State in the Apple Bowl, Apple Cup, pardon me. Uh, and one of their quotes after one of the games about Mike Leach's offense, Jimmy Lake, the defensive guy, said, We know what type of offense we're playing. They do the same thing year in and year out. This is five years in a row now. So it makes it really easy to game plan when the entire offense is the same thing every year. And then it's like, are you surprised they haven't made adjustments in five years? It does surprise me. But knowing what I read about their head football coach here, he does things a little bit in a little bit different way. So hopefully he remains here a long time. That would be awesome. I fucking love you. <laughs> that like, that's is ballers. the ultimate shot. It's pretty <laughs> I feel amazing. Like Saban might I mean, be saying the same five- thing. He yeah he had five years of data to work off of and the SEC had one and they just figured it out. <laughs> uh, one game. I uh, let's let's keep it moving to uh, your next pick, Capper. One of the big games of the week, of course. Uh, you got Clemson minus five and a half at Notre Dame. Let's start off. We were practicing before the pod. Let's see how you're doing. Give me your first attempt at a name pronunciation. Let's go for it. It's um, quarterback DJ. Uyan Galile. Whoa! I I think I need to work on a couple inflection points there, but I think even if that's you were wrong, I, I if you were wrong, I wouldn't be able to correct you. That was like put on the spot, and now I'm like a Uyan Galile. I want to change. I prefer to, to this pick as well. I that's prefer. Good. Yeah, I, we I believe. I think we were just gonna go with DJ Ukulele for the sake of things, but dive in. Why do you like uh, Clemson we're in the spot? Do it th- the throw in Samoan, right? Yep. Big Cinco. He's that hasn't caught on yet. Big Cinco. We're gonna catch that one on. That one, I guess, was in a I sports. Don't, I don't hate article. that. Oh, uh, FYI, Joe, going. scrap my notes. I'm officially changing to this game as well. <laughs> I just, um, I, I couldn't figure out looking at this line if it was an overreaction to last weekend's game against BC, or if it's showing respect to a Notre Dame squad that has played really well up to this point, um, has been incredible running the football, has played very good defense in the ACC. Um, But I just think this is a statement opportunity for Clemson to prove exactly who they are, and that is the cream of the crop in college football. They're missing their Heisman Trophy contender, their number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, and this is just a game where Dabo will say, well, we got the 53 men on this side of the fo- football to win this game, and we got enough players and enough good men to win this game by over a touchdown, so let's do it. It's not great Dabo. 
That was really bad. That was just you. Yeah, that, that was, I think that you was were a trying mediocre impression. I think you were trying so hard on the voice, you weren't thinking about the words, so it didn't yeah. work on really any level. Was, but no, I, was, I appreciate what you're trying to do. It's tough. That's a real tough scene. No. Last night, but let's clean it up. D, well, DJ DJ was really good last weekend, despite how close he that was, game was, was at BC. Um, was first great. collegiate start, obviously five star quarterback has the pedigree to win a ton of games at Clemson once Trevor Lawrence is out of there, but completed 74% of his passes for 350 yards in a come-from-behind win. Um, not easy to do no matter who you're playing on the other side. And I know BC really struggled offensively throughout that game, but um, to be able to overcome that early deficit – really just chip away, chip away, play good, def- play good offense, not turn the ball over at a, after a certain point, and come out victorious. Says a lot about who he is, the type of quarterback he's going to be, um, and really the type of program that Dabo's built, obviously. We, we make a lot of fun about him, but, I mean, it is just their top six in offense. They're number two overall in defense, efficiency-wise. They're the best team in the country. Um outside of Alabama and this weekend is just an opportunity two to defense. show everybody in the nation who they yeah. are. It was Boston. Well, I mean, I will say it was Boston college, but, and I know I'll, I'll so I know rain man is, is likes this pick as well, but I, one trepidation I have is you look at Clemson and I know this particularly well because I bet on them just about every week as the Joe public I am, but they're two and five against the spread. Uh, so it's not just like a little – and mind you, they've had some very, very big spreads to cover. Large, but large there have spreads. been yeah. some, some – we, you can admit ATS that number. they haven't – they have not been uh, lighting it on fire the way you might expect. You see this five-and-a-half that points. It is very true. tempting. You're just not watching all the so, Clemson games because they're playing these ACC teams and they're just beating up on them. Uh, the numbers pretty clearly have them as one of the top three teams – uh, I will say that the reason why I didn't initially have this on my board is because if you look into there's a lot of reason to think Notre Dame can keep this close based off pure simulations and projections. But if you watch the film or think about it, I just don't buy it, which is why I'm taking Clemson as well. I'm with Capper on this one, and I've, uh, I've banged the SEC game. This, this one's like the, the throwback to Pitt, Pitt for me, um, Pitt-Notre Dame. When you look at the athletes on the field, when you look at the guys in the trenches, yeah. Notre Dame is just outmatches Pitt. Yeah, and I know when it's you look t- at Clemson versus Notre Dame, Clemson outmatches Notre Dame, which is surprising because Notre Dame's got a ton of guys um, that will play yeah, at the next level or play very well at the collegiate level. Um, but I, I kind of expect Etienne to have a field day. That this could be like a very big statement game for him against a good Notre Dame rushing defense. I mean, if you. Uh if you bet on Notre Dame shitting the bed in a big spot in, in recent history, you wouldn't be very poor. So I will, you know what? I'll take the pick for what it is. And let's, uh, let's keep it rolling to your next pick, uh, capper. Uh, well, I get, yeah, I guess right now we should go back to rain, man. It's your turn. Uh, you, you're, you like, uh, the Cincinnati bear cats, uh, minus 13 and a half versus Houston. The fighting hole goes, uh, I like Cincinnati a lot too, but Houston can put some points oh, up, so I'm interested to that. hear your read here. Oh, they can, but they they didn't last week. I, I think Cincinnati, as I said last time, me and Capper both had them last week when we picked them. 
Uh, they think that they can make the college football pro- playoff, and they're doing everything every week to make sure that happens until these spreads start reflecting the fact that Cincinnati and Luke Fickle are going to kind of keep trying to run this up, then we're going to keep taking them. 13 and a half against Houston is a joke. Cincinnati is a top six team in the country. I think they're now ranked five, maybe? Uh, it doesn't matter what the AP has them. I have them as a top 16. Houston's not even in the top 40, uh, so they're just going to keep running it up. Houston, they came in with a lot of hype this year. Then COVID really delayed that program, derailed it. They're 2-2. Two and two. They don't look that good. Desmond Ritter is so efficient. That was Cincinnati's number three ranked defense. Cincinnati, they'll just score, 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 and then in between all those scores are stop, 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 stop. So, yeah, I like Cincinnati. No, no arguments for me. They've looked, they've looked I mean, really good. Pretty clean watch pick. It. He wants to back Cougar yeah. High right now. It's like it's honestly going to be very interesting here in a few weeks when um, Cincy and BYU are both undefeated going into December. What's going to happen with that final playoff spot? Because there are a bunch of teams that have already lost games. Or teams that are not going to play enough games and not have enough yeah, of a record to. Yeah, they're only playing seven games. The, so Oregon basically needs. Yeah, they're not going to have enough of a resume. Um, and game. BYU's you got a big one against well. Boise State this weekend. Really big. Uh, let's, as big uh, as they get. As big as they get. Uh, no, Joseph L himself will be watching that one. We got. Uh, <laughs> let's go to your next one, Capper. Uh, <laughs> You, uh, you're in the SEC. This is a, a lower-tier game with a small spread that I had my eye on, and, and I would have gone the same way as you in this one, but it's a suspiciously oh low spread, so I want to see oh why, why you like it. <laughs> oh Too late to God. take it back. You like Arkansas plus two. Um, well, I think, yeah, you've got Arkansas plus two against Tennessee there at home this weekend. I think you've got two teams that are kind of moving in different directions. Arkansas obviously was very bad last year and Tennessee was good enough to build a good recruiting class, have a little momentum going into the offseason with Coach Pruitt, um, fourth-year starter at quarterback. You've got all kinds of pieces in place to make a move in the SEC East, get to you know third place where you're playing meaningful games against Georgia and Florida, and Tennessee has completely just botched it. They just shit all over themselves they're so bad they turn the ball over at just unprecedented rates they don't play very sound football they're making mistakes all over the field they have lost all that momentum that they had four weeks ago before the season started on the other side of the ball you have arkansas who under coach Pittman, has covered every single game this year they've won games that they shouldn't win obviously as a outright underdogs and they've played really really good on the lines both offensively and defensively Um, and I think that's going to make a lot of difference against a Tennessee team that has struggled offensively struggled with their offensive line they've given up a ton of pressures on Guarantano he's been forced into making very bad mistakes and I just like okay so I obviously finally quit backing Tennessee I love reading the tea leaves. Well, I was off him against Kentucky, actually. If you remember that, you recall oh, correctly, that was Kentucky a big rubber. With Capper. Um, yeah, I obviously I made a horrible mistake against Georgia. Um, 
but <laughs> they have not done anything offensively since that second half in the Georgia game. I got the stat. It's it's a hundred. So since the first half of the UGA game, Tennessee has been outscored by opponents one hundred and nine to twenty four. Complete oh, dismantling. That's, oh, that's two and a half games. I, I got I, this is another one of those hunch games for me, just like I had with Auburn. Uh, was it last week or two weeks ago? Uh, give me Tennessee. Yeah, I you know it's I one of those things. Gonna, where I, I think they're going to win by actually pretty comfortably. We'll see. They're they're more talented than Arkansas for sure, but um, you're talking about right motive. Team, you're talking about opinion. you're talking about energy. You're talking about how they're responding to their coaching staffs right now. It's two different, completely two different stories for this these teams. So we'll don't see. don't I disagree mean, with anything you said. It's just a hunch. Yeah, fair. I mean, last last week when that LSU line switched to uh, a pick'em, or it was like minus one for LSU, I was like, "Holy shit, this game's over!" <laughs> I don't even need to the watch it. The rain man over. plums like, sometimes feel strong. They're gonna cover. They're, they're gonna cover like this game now. It's over. This game. Yeah. Uh, let's swing it back, Rain Man, to uh, the pack. Uh, you like? Uh, I. I always get a little queasy taking uh, the big spreads on their early games, you, but you like uh, Utah lot of get, laying two touchdowns against Arizona. Uh, yeah, tell me about Utah, one of the steadiest teams in the Pac-12. Yeah, same thing as Washington. Utah is one of those teams in the last two years that's really taken the next step forward as a contender for at least the conversation for an entry into the college football playoff. I don't think it'll be this year, but I do think that they are that talented of a program now. Uh, you saw what the offensive line did last year for Utah for Zach Moss, really turned him into a superstar. I think you can have the same thing with whoever they're running through that amazing offensive line uh, this Saturday. FEI as Utah started at 14, Arizona at 82. I actually think that this is going to be a lot bigger than 14. I'm thinking 20 to 30 points. I'm thinking a huge blowout. I love Utah in this spot. Uh, I, I think it'll be a fun game to watch, too. ESPN2, Saturday afternoon. Look at the quality of the games we're getting now that we have packed well, football. It's amazing. I mean, you just said it was a two-touchdown, so it doesn't seem like a very high-quality game by definition. Oh, but Utah but. is so much fun to watch because they just have that line. They just run it up the gut, and then they throw it for 40 yards downfield. It's, it's awesome. In your heart of hearts, do you think Utah's fun to watch, or are you just saying that because you think it sounds good? Do you actually I'd rather watch like them than you, Jared Gantano's Tennessee team? I mean, that's not a very high <laughs> that's bar. Not saying much, <laughs> I'm just yeah. trying to keep you honest, buddy. I'm just keeping you honest. Well. We can't say every every team's a fun team to watch, or else no one's gonna believe it when we say it. And <laughs> I, I I do have fun team. Just like keep it real. Yeah, I, I'll uh, say it with my lock of the week. Washington, not a very fun team to watch, but they're gonna cover that game. <laughs> and I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, I decided to actually save the best. For, no one's gonna like. This is the thing about picking a, a 14 point pack 12 game. For, like, who's going to argue with you? Uh, <laughs> not going to do it. I refuse. Yeah, I, I, I'm I not, like Kevin a lot Sumlin's, of in my pack 12 picks this week. I'm sure, like, Kevin Sumlin's bloated corpse is going to, like, coach Arizona to great heights this year. Is he still the coach there? He must just, be, right? Yeah, he is. <laughs> Whatever he happened is. to that He's quarterback, got- that hotshot quarterback who Kevin Sumlin came to coach up as the next Johnny Manziel? Did he ever get picked up for a practice squad? What was that guy's name? No. Tate Martell. Tate Martell. No, no, that's the Miami no, guy, right? No, it wasn't. Yeah, that <laughs> no. was the Miami quarterback. Um, it was a joke. Oh, no, it was Khalil, Khalil Tate. Khalil, Khalil Tate. Tate. Yeah, Khalil Tate. Tate. Okay, Khalil Tate. Tate. 
Whatever happened to Khalil? Who Tate? got just notably worse every year under Kevin Sumlin? He's a Goodness. wide receiver yeah. now. Get... We won oh, some man. good Eagles. games with him of last course year. Mike, what? Okay, you have who? Okay, who's a bigger? If you had, if do you think if like Chad Morris was hired by Kevin Sumlin for a day and then let go, Arizona would be good again? Four yeah, wins. Khalil Tate would actually come back, and he would be the next Johnny Manziel. Uh, let's just go to the next game. I saved this one for last because uh, these are my favorite. You guys like the opposite side of your final no, no, pick, I'm and it is a big game. I'm out of picks. He's out. He's off it. Yeah, he doesn't want off? to talk about it anymore. Yeah, I banged it. I don't want to talk about <laughs> he, it. <laughs> he switched to Clemson. You piece of shit. No. Rain Man, before the pod, had told me that he you likes coward. Florida plus three. I do and, like uh, them, Capper, but not as much as Clemson. And Capper, Capper you like Georgia minus three. Uh, give me your case for Georgia minus three. I'll take Georgia here. They opened up um, as six-point favorites. It quickly dropped to three, which is perfect for me. I'm going to jump on that all all day long when Georgia's getting less than a third of the of the bets so far. Uh, and I think this will be the game of the week, and I'm very excited to watch this game because it is going to basically ensure whichever team wins this game a spot in the SEC championship against Alabama. Just the honor of losing to Mac Jones again for whoever, you know, if it happens to be Georgia, which I think it will. My problem here, the reason why I was on Florida and will be on Florida on Saturday as part of my larger slate is Georgia's an incredible defense, but Stenson Bennett has not taken the step forward that he's going to need to take to actually make some noise for a playoff run here. I think Kyle Trask still looks amazing. Numbers still amazing. They lost that one game to AM that they definitely should have won. If they don't have that fumble, there's an entirely different narrative around this football program, and Florida might even be the higher-ranked team, and they're at home. I think Kyle Trask, still a Heisman dark horse, probably won't get it done, and I think that tight end is the best offensive skill player in college football, and that's not going away, and I think that that will be enough. The firepower of Florida will be able to keep it close and keep it within the three. Well, we will see. Buddy, buddy, it's a neutral field game, please. Show some respect. Where are they playing? I obviously you obviously you touched on you touched on Georgia's defense, the best defense in the country, um, and you talked on touched on Stetson Bennett, who yes has not played very well this year, um, but there are plenty of quarterbacks who haven't played well Dude, coming into a okay, game against they're Florida playing in and Jacksonville. And I've put yeah, up a ton of points. Pretty close. Yeah, the, it's the it's the world's Jacksonville Gamesville is like a few it letters. It won't be different. actually that. It won't be that big this year, sadly. Yeah, <laughs> I think you'll but find. I, a I few. guess thank. I guess thankfully it won't be. You that might big find this a year. few massless nice. people in that crowd. Uh, if Dan Mullen gets I, his way, there'll be some Florida fans there. I think. I think this Georgia defense. They pretty much just exert their will on anyone that they play. Um, and if you're looking at Florida offense who do you need to stop you how, need to how stop many Kyle points Trask, did georgia obviously. score against stop kentucky Kyle last Pitt. week um not enough 14 enough to win 14 enough to win well that, that kentucky will, defense that, is pretty good that kentucky defense oh, is pretty stop underrated it, capper that kentucky defense made jared guarantano look like a freshman quarterback buddy <laughs> and he is a shitty senior i'll have you know is he a junior um, who cares uh, <laughs> I think he's a he's a senior. Um, I think 
I think Florida is the Vogue pick this weekend, uh, and Georgia has frankly owned this rivalry in the last few years. Um, I think they've struggled enough defensively to basically ensure that Georgia will score enough points to win this game and mm-hmm. win it pretty handily. I think they win it by two scores. Yeah, I think, and, and just to, to close it out, I would like to say for the record, fuck Florida. Um, that's all. And uh, we that, are going the, to One of the reasons why I moved it. Nothing like Florida to disappoint you. Not putting eggs in that basket. I, we don't need to elaborate. Uh, Rain Man, what, uh, give, give me a recap of your picks uh, this week, your weekly picks. Yeah, so my rubber is Washington plus one and a half at Cal because of the anointed one, Jimmy Lake, and little old Clemson to cover. I think that one might have been a little bit better than Cappers. Uh, to cover little old Clemson, little old Clemson. Oh, shucks. Cincinnati minus thirteen and a half against Clemson. Houston because it's the run it up cats, and then Utah minus fourteen versus Arizona. Capper, Capper, where are your picks? Well, Rain Man, you're a, you're a Capper good picker, with his little old Diablo you're a, impression. You're a better man. You know, if you can, and pick that's a all winner, I care you, about here, at Clemson. If you, if you can pick a winner against the spread. You can pick a winner as a wife, and you can pick a winner as your Jesus and Lord and Savior. I tell you what, that's what it's really about, and also national championships. Baylor plus 14 at Iowa State is the big rubber this weekend. Georgia minus three versus Florida. Clemson minus five and a half or six. Doesn't matter. As long as it's under a touchdown, you're good to go there. And Arkansas plus two versus Tennessee. Yeah, Dabo had his team catch COVID before the season. Uh, my four-teamer heading in to uh, this week, I'm really excited Can about. I think that, this please? is the week. Uh, if you had bet my four-teamers <laughs> in the previous nine weeks this season, you would have made $0 because I have not hit one of my four-teamers <laughs> this season. But I am so due. This week, I went back to the, I went back at it. I picked the games I like. You researched. And here we go. We're starting. We got SMU minus 17 and a half at Temple. So I see no. this line. I think you absolutely want to take Temple at home, right? No. Temple, traditionally SMU. good team. But hold the fucking phone. This Temple team is following a different tradition, which is Temple football being very, 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 very bad. Long, long ago, Raymond hasn't been watching football long enough to remember this, but back when Bill Cosby was still a member of high standing of the Temple community and Al Golden was still yet to be a humiliated Miami coach, (laughs) Temple was awful at football. I think they're bad again. SMU, I think, is going to win this game by 28 points. Uh, Next, we got Liberty plus 14.5 at Virginia Tech. I tell you what, the hook, the hook. On this 14, it's like giving Kool-Aid to a cult. I tell you what, if you don't think I'm a, I'm not also betting this game outright, you haven't been listening to the podcast, which means you haven't lost money on my 14-er. <laughs> whoop de fucking do uh, I got uh, USC minus 10.5 at home. USC returns 12 of, thir- of their 13 top uh, tacklers. Yes, they were tacklers on a horrible defense, but they are still bodies coming back to the school. <laughs> I love Herm Edwards, but I want to take, uh, but like I and I want to take these points, but that's why I'm going with USC because I, I'm betting that they will just be good this year. I think that it's they a might just fade be good. yourself. It's a classic uh, fade yourself spot. And then finally, I'm uh, I'm gonna row the boat to, to close out my four teamer. Minnesota minus seven at Illinois. Minnesota might just be bad. 
but it's their defense that's particularly bad and i don't think there's a reason why illinois will be able to capitalize on that in particular uh ibrahim is an absolute beast for minnesota all american at running back and he's going to keep the illinois pass rush which is respectable he's going to keep them honest uh pj flex spews all this bullshit about character so what's going to happen is they're going to blow out this bad team and then pj is going to do a press conference about how like well the other losses don't count because we won this game and you are if you win a, one game then you're a winner for life that's like literally a pj flag quote that he would actively say uh and that's my four sounds like S- jones SMU, it's the same shit. It's SMU minus seven and a half, Liberty plus 14 and a half, uh, USC minus 10 and a half, Minnesota minus seven. I think that's the winner right there. And uh, if those aren't winners, then this for sure, hope at least statistically, will not be a winner. We're going to close this out with our King of the Hill. Uh, our King, so, so people They're who have been following well. our King of the Hill contest, we designed to give you, the listener, a voice on the pod. Uh, we're like, the listeners will love it, we said. Uh, it would be fun, we thought. Uh, meanwhile, we are we are three King of the Hills in, and we are 0-3 in our King of the Hill picks. Um, if you think you have what it takes to be next in line, DM us at BYBW Podcast on Instagram, and you can get in line next. It's quite simple. Uh, if you get the pick right, we'll bring you back next episode or and until fucking eternity if you keep giving us winners. But so far, literally no one has given us a winner. So we're trying this week with a, our new picker. And, and this guy I feel good about. I think this guy has picking abilities that will rock your world and kill a lot of California. So let's hear it for my guy, San Andreas. The fault? I have been waiting months to make this bet. Clemson minus five and a half over Notre Dame. Yes! The biggest bias in college football is that people want to believe that Notre Dame is good, even though they shouldn't. Every single time Notre Dame strings a few wins together, the voters talk themselves into a top five ranking. It doesn't matter who or how they play. Ooh, the Irish look great in their 10-point victory over East Bumfuck State, (laughs) and they showed a lot of heart in that comeback win against Slapdick Community College. (laughs) (laughs) Then Notre Dame plays one of the actual great programs, and they get utterly humiliated. Two years ago, Clemson crushed them in the playoff, 30-3. In 2012, Bama beat them so bad in the national championship that the NCAA vacated all of their wins, and their best (laughs) player got catfished. (laughs) And now it's happening again. Notre Dame is undefeated and overrated, and the Clemson factory of dominance has arrived to restore order. Trevor Lawrence is out, but that doesn't matter. It just means that the QB who's going to lead Clemson to 14 wins next year is getting an early start. <laughs> yeah. This game is a paper tiger versus an actual tiger. Take Clemson at literally any number. <laughs> I am so glad I switched my pick during this podcast. Wow. I am fired up for Clemson. So I got uh, I got San He's better Andre- than me. San Andreas <laughs> yeah. better than all of us. Uh, guys, we gotta <laughs> hang it up. We gotta hang it up. Our shit's weak. I got if this one's not a winner, then it's a reflection on all of us, unfortunately. I think we time. bury the segment. That's gonna be tough. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. tough to recover from. Uh, what's more do what's more do the uh, King of the Hill or the Joe Parlay? Well, what's Definitely. more do or what's more likely sure. to happen here? <laughs>